Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? It's time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast with your weekly dosage of weird talk, weird stories, weird uh, theories, weirdness of the world told by the people who have experienced and lived those weird times, those weird experiences. I am one of your hosts, the weird professor, Adam Beebe. With me, as always, is the smiling sensei, Mr. Barry Johnston. Hello. Hello, Professor. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Well, good. Good. Yeah. We've had, uh, yeah, it's wild, huh? It's been a a wild, wild day, at least. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, so we're here at the uh, part three of our celebration of our fifth anniversary and uh you know hey we can do that it's our party and so we know everybody likes to throw down but uh, this this episode we are joined by um our our uh we're special correspondent bobby who we haven't talked to in quite a while but uh it's definitely if we were at a real party this is definitely the phase of the party where the conversation sounds like people have been at the party for a long time (laughs) absolutely yeah we uh yeah we it's kind of nice though i mean we got uh to spend a full episode with all of our correspondents uh the people that we uh bring on the show and we've we've we like to catch up with them and we like to meander i think everyone knows that by now so yeah we are definitely meandering here that is true we run over all sorts of conversation topics interwoven into an interesting tapestry and uh hanging it on the wall with uh just good times but uh, hey, stick around. This is our last party. Uh, this is the end of the night. Let's get let's get deep, man. Barry joining us today, continuing on with the party, the party rock, the celebra- celebrations of our fifth anniversary. Five years doing this incredible podcast. We've got our last and uh, final uh, big boss. Uh, special correspondent uh, Bobby coming in this uh, today, and uh, we haven't we haven't had Bobby join us in a while. But uh, you know, we, it's always a pleasure, always fun talking to Bobby. Uh, and and so, Bobby, thank you for making time to spend some quality time with here with us at the party uh, over here in the corner. We know that uh, you're popular, and you'll be out. On, on the dance floor fairly soon, but uh, <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Thanks for calling me Big Boss. 
I've been playing a lot of Diablo lately, so nice. it makes me feel cool, feeling like Lilith now. <laughs> nice, nice. We were just uh, commenting about how many weird things have been in the in the news this year. It's just been so wild. It's insane. This year's delivered on so many levels. There's been so many cool stories out there yeah. and weird stories. And uh, and we were talking about the story that she had sent over um, our direction. And that was about, was it the Las Vegas uh, sightings? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know yep. if people saw that, but it was, what a weird occurrence. Um, so let's talk about that. I mean, that was like, so there was a... What we were talking about, there was a ball of uh, green light or something that people saw. I think it was like a whole, I don't know if it was a family, but it was a group of people who were like all hanging out in the house together. Um, And they said it was like a green fireball and it crashed in their backyard. Um, And they said that there were these non-human-ish looking guys that were like 10 feet tall. Right. Um, And they said one of them got on their tractor and tried to drive it, but (laughs) didn't. Wow. (laughs) Maybe they couldn't, or I don't know what. Tractors Um, can be very difficult to drive if you're not uh, uh, familiar with farm equipment. I mean, it's, you know, some of them got several clutches and several, you know, foot pedals and stuff you got to mess with. Probably like trying to use an old phone if you're only used to like the touchscreen ones and then you have a brick (laughs) (laughs) to do with it. Or a rotary phone. I would have loved to see what some, you know, a a, a thirteen-year-old with a rotary phone telling them to call somebody. Right? How? I, <laughs> there's a, actually a video of that. It was one of those old some talk show, um, but they had like a teenage girl come on and told her to call someone on the rotary phone. Oh yeah. man! Yes. And she was like pushing it yeah. and like moving it and then she finally figured it out yeah. and then after she dialed the number that way then she picked up the right number. right oh, good. yeah great it's funny that's entertaining yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny um, what i really what, the reason i wanted to send you this story was because it was one where you know it wasn't just someone saying hey this happened to me um the there were other things going on that kind of caught it and that made it weird um one of them was that uh there was security camera footage that caught uh like the really loud crash bang right mm-hmm. um and the light as well so there's other evidence that something definitely did crash there for sure yeah. um yeah. and then also there were people in black cars like um who was the guy who was in Coneheads? Uh, Ackroyd. Dan yeah, Ackroyd. Dan Ackroyd. Talk about, you know, was following him. Um, but they were just, like, camped out outside of their homes for days. Um, and then also the police, like, blocked off the area. Mm. Like, caution tape and all that. Like, mm-hmm. it was a scene of a, a yeah. crime or something. I remember um, there was footage of, like, uh, police cams. Like, their body cams. Like the, oh, the, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. The policeman that showed up to their house uh, had they had the body camera. So like, this wasn't just like one family saying that they saw something. Like a lot of people, like 
saw this thing mm-hmm. and um and and the police were called the police showed up the and yeah. they're they're talking about it the police are talking about how they had seen this thing also so oh, yeah man. one of, like one of the first officers to respond on to uh respond and get there like went to the backyard wherever this thing was and um like one of the see saw something and then he turned around and just walked back out and like when another cop was following up uh with you know saw him walking the other way and he basically was like i don't know what it is but i'm 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 done messing with it and and he was walked off so yeah so that's a weird very weird that was back in spring yeah um and just just so wild just such a wild event did you see yeah no no no, go ahead go ahead um, I was just going to ask in general how you guys feel about all of the um, disclosures and the fact that it's on like CNN now and like yeah. mainstream media. Uh, it's weird. It's weird. I I, I, I don't uh, man. There's a part of me that is very suspicious. Me too. Yeah. I'm, I can't yeah. see that. You know, I think that it's real. Like I, you watch the Greer thing, right? The Doctor Greer thing. Yeah, long, um, yeah. There's no doubt that there's. Here's my thing. I want to see the stuff. I want. I want to see it with mm-hmm. my own eyes. Um. I think it's convenient that uh, the government is sort of positioning self in, in themselves in this way because I feel like. Um, they're going to use this and they have been using this to position themselves to, to gain more, um, more power than what they already have. I'm not a fan of that. Um, if there's like like, a security threat or something like what now? Sorry. Like, uh, like, uh, using it as a security threat. So they have more. Yeah. I think there's that. I think the push for the one world government, they'll, they'll use it for that. Um, I feel like, um, obviously control is what they want. And it's like Dr. Greer said, you know, we don't need to fear the aliens. Like we're the ones that we need to fear because, you know, if the aliens wanted to be here controlling us, which they probably are. <laughs> uh, they could have heard us by now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I read a book a long time ago. I think we, we we touched on this, but it was a book a buddy of mine gave to me. It was a fantasy book. And the book was about this world that was, like, divided up into three uh, parts. It was the lower portion of, like, the... Uh, the workers that they they were born into this world where all they did was just feed this machine. And then there was a, a mid world um, where they were gifted these gifts from this mid world that would drop out of the sky. Right. And then there was the highest level. Um, and as you go through the book, the people it's from the people from the bottoms perspective what the guy learns is, is that these gifts that are being, you know, um, that are raining in from the heavens is the garbage from the midworld that they're taking and they're using as, you know, their creature comforts in the bottom world. And they're feeding this machine that helps pr- power their world. So I kind of feel that's where we're at <laughs> in, hum- in, in human terms. I feel like 
we're toward the middle, maybe. Um, but I think there's a lot bigger machine that we're feeding. And um, whether or not that's alien or not, uh, I just, uh, I don't know. I think we're still trying to figure it out. That sounds like a cool book. That kind of reminds me of, um, I think it's called The Machine. It's like a short story uh-huh. out in the 20s um, where they're kind of in like a dystopian um, earth and everyone lives underground because mm-hmm. like terrified and they have this little machine that comes down like a tube and everything they need is just given to them through that machine and they just stay underground. And then her son will come and visit and he lives like above ground. Um, cause he's not scared and he feels like it's all about control. There's nothing to worry about. Um, and she's like terrified and scared that he's going to die. And he's like, yeah. I can breathe. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. That's kind of been, I feel like that, what you described um, and the idea of, you know, the government just wanting more control has kind of been the theme of the past couple of years. It's been. Yeah. So now that it's coming out now that like, if this had come out, if they had acknowledged it in such a big way, like five or six or seven years ago, um, I would have been more excited about it. Yeah. And now like there's just anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is weird, right, that it came out at the time that it came out. Mm-hmm. Like, it came out during, like, they started to kind of push on this during COVID, where people are already, like, miserable. And, like, you know, I think what a better time to do it, because we have so many bigger things that we're, you know, we have we have people that are passing away in this, like, major issue that's happening. And they decide to roll it out during that time. I think it's interesting. We've known about this since the 40s, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I, okay. So, first of all, I was going to say both of your stories remind me of uh, Fritz Lang's uh, Metropolis, uh, the silent film that is just uh, incredible. Uh, where, yeah, where there's the three the different layers of societies. But um, it's I don't think I don't think that this particular kind of the course that we're on with the current level of um, of uh, declassification uh, and you know leaking of the knowledge, I don't think that's in response to COVID because really it was happening beforehand. I think it was set in motion by yeah, but you they, know, Tom they, DeLong and and yeah, but and all guys. but all that happened really during that time. I mean, that was when they no, that's rolled. Was, that's when they was, rolled it all out. Now he was working on it before then. No, no, because that came out in like 2019, and that was right, right before. When, that COVID. Was, yeah, that was the year before COVID hit. Right. You know, well, teasing it. But, I mean, they've been like, they've been. I almost feel like preparing us for this for yeah. years. Like that, they've been bringing stuff out like this for a really long time. Um, and then a lot of I think the not uh, like almost at first they they wanted it to be known, but they wanted it to be like more of like a underground knowledge and to where like. If you like, if you make someone, if you show something to someone, but you don't want them to know that it's real, or how do I explain this? Like they, a lot of times they, when they start to roll things out, they roll it out in a way that makes people who believe it sound crazy. Right. And then they let that seep 
for a long time. Yep. And then eventually they acknowledge it. Yep. So they want it to seem organic. So I feel like they've been bringing this out for a really, really long yeah. time. They've been trying for a really long time to just seed ways of having control. Yeah. And then they can just pick those up and acknowledge them and use them whenever they yeah. need to. Yeah. I well, think because... 60 years ago, even, I think that they were yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like... It has been there has been a slow rollout and a and and a kind of social um, conditioning to these ideas of you know the friendly alien as opposed to always the evil alien, um, but there's still you know that kind of more, um, but there's always this you know all of this in our popular culture kind of growing growing more to us getting more used to an idea that we are in a universe with other forms of life and advanced forms of life and you can't just throw that out because people will freak out and if you know you can go back to um the uh, war of the worlds radio show and i think it was like 1932 or 39 i can't remember exactly but orson wells uh, when they did a, uh, the, you know, an ad adaptation of War of the Wor Worlds, and mm -hmm. the way they did it was kind of almost like a, uh, it was like a mockumentary, it was like a fake documentary style. Oh, and, and everyone thought it was. And real. everybody I, turning in between well, channels he, thought he that the CIA though. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know. But still, you know, everybody. I mean, that was a grand social experiment, and it went haywire because mass hysteria broke out people freaked the fuck out and i think that's another reason why they're you know it's very trickle down trickle down trickle down because even 20 years ago we weren't there wasn't as much of a general consensus between the um, population that there yes there are ufos are real yes there are aliens yes this is stuff 20 years ago it was like no no you watch too much x-files you know so now there you know it is again it's that's kind of it's it, the slow rollout is it's pitching up but it's still going to be a, a little bit longer before they really throw it out there but you know it's to me it seems like i mean the, the fact that they have this knowledge it means that they have the power you know knowledge is power especially this kind of earth breaking power breaking knowledge because the confirmation of life off of earth is like the biggest bit of news biggest piece of history that has ever happened to us that's it's just boom it changes everything in a second it changes everything and uh you know that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people uh, yeah. Because there, yep. I mean, there are a lot of people who do not want their worldview to be changed. I mean, you know, they do not want to have to accept this idea that there is this other thing, and you do, and you have to look at other things. You have to look at the, the world in a, you know, your world has really gotten smaller in the universe. Yeah. That's my idea. That's no, I, I was I, trying to interject. Sorry. No, I think that's true. And I, that's, but I'm so suspicious of anything the oh, government yeah. tells us that I just, I'm glad this, this stuff is coming out, but I, it raises so many more questions. And like, 
I, I worry that we put ourselves into a situation where now they're going to, you know, we're, we're, we're forced to fear all these things when I don't need, I don't necessarily believe that we need to fear these things. I think that if we're smart, we'll learn how to use these technologies like we apparently have been doing. We've reverse engineered these things and we can help humanity with this technology. I hope that that's what yeah. happens. I hope that it isn't turned into something that, you know, they're using against us. But, um, again, I'm always suspect of that. And uh, it's like a double-edged sword. You know, and, and Bob Lazar was one of the first people that came out in the 80s talking about this stuff. And that guy was absolutely crucified. And the media just absolutely buried him. And... You know, now, 40-some years later, he's got some vindication, man. And I feel like our government owes people like that something because, Mm. um, you know, they were speaking the truth. And I think it's so fantastical, these things that that people are talking about. You listen to that that press conference that Dr. Greer was talking about, and and it's like these things are so wild— but in, as you have time to sit with it a little bit, in my mind, I'm like, this makes more sense as a human story. Mm-hmm. The pyramids, all of these things that we are like, we have, like, I, I don't know, man. Ancient human beings, what we consider the first modern man, you know, 12,000 years ago, 10, 12,000 years ago. That's not that long ago. No. And it's like. Why couldn't we have existed long before that? Why, you know, who's to say? Who's to say we don't have any, you know, and the, but yet we have all these amazing structures that were built. We have amazing stories about, you know, people that have lived that were, you know, that were God personified as a human being. Like that story starts to make a little bit more sense if that thing was a was an alien. I mean, I, I just it I think that it could work either way. If you're open to these these ideas and you are a spiritual person, I think you can. I think there's enough room in there to finagle some some like something out of it. But I can also see that a lot of people's maybe spirituality, religion gets sh- just totally shaken to the core, yeah. and that's scary because as human beings, that's really all we've had like to hold us together since a community spiritual you know, things like what's the purpose of this life? If, uh, if that's not that way, I think that that raises so many interesting questions to people that they don't really, they've never had to really think about before. Cause it was always just like, well, I just believe this. And, and then when I die, I, I, I go to a happy place, you know, mm-hmm. where I think a lot of people thought since we didn't have that, that maybe something really, really terrible is what we needed to bring us all together. Mm-hmm. Right. But it right. turns out it's not true. And fear just divided us more. Right. If you think about it in like more of a, like if you think about the disclosures in a more positive light um, and they, you know, it, it, it is true. They um, are only letting us know now like they didn't want us to know they vilified people who brought it out before but now they're ready to tell us because maybe it's inevitable like maybe there's something very very soon that we don't know about that's going to happen or maybe sure. there's like something that's going to come out soon and so they're like oh we have to get in front of it absolutely that's positive light 
I can, I feel comfortable putting on it. Yeah. Um, it's just that they're like, their hand has been forced and they're, they're forced to do it for some Absolutely. reason. And thank God for Tom DeLong and, 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 uh, and those people that were putting the pressure on them or yeah. else we'd still be in the situation where before, even though we all knew that, you know, or we all had an inkling that like it was possible. Yeah. But now that the cat's out of the bag, it's like, personally speaking, I, I, I love it. I embrace it, and I, and I, and it makes, like I said, it for me, it makes more sense. Ghosts, things we can't explain, all of these levels of like this world that we inhabit, it starts to put some things into perspective. It's it's weirder than we can even imagine. You know what I mean? And, and we, I like it's weird. Huh? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. We like weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, weird. you know, and again, that's. I think that has a lot to do with you know just perception, our ability to perceive, uh, you know, just physically with the information that we can take in and the information that we can process biologically, um, right? You know, through our our information gathering, um, you know, organs. That's what limits us. That's why, you know, maybe that is why some people genetically can't see or hear right. the dad or yeah. the or spirits or entities or whatever they may be, extra dimensional or, you know, just in a different kind of, uh, you know, plane of existence, uh, you know, because you know, we're getting to the point where we understand, uh, you know, like the, the multiverses. And the idea of multiverses being real, parallel universes and such, but we we can't perceive those because we, we only can perceive right in the three in three dimensions. 100%. You know, that's all we can do, yeah. and you know we can't even we, you know, our ability to understand the fourth dimension time is you know even limited. So it's it's. I mean, we can't, we can't even picture something like a test. Interact. Like, there's no. Yeah. We have idea, but we can't physically. Like, we can't make a model of it, yeah. <laughs> or even think of yeah. what it is. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys? See, um. Did you end up watching um, Ancient Apocalypse? Oh yeah. The Grand yeah. Show. What a yeah, great. Yeah. What a great. That was fantastic. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah. That starts to make more sense. You know, not only ancient humans are, are modern the first modern humans trying to relate a story to us but like the idea of like you know all these ancient civilizations that were supposedly like gods would come down and show humans how to do things like that kind of makes some sense when you start looking at like hey maybe that was like these beings and why are cavemen drawing these things on walls and like it, it just is so I saw the thing where um, they were looking back I recently saw I just skimmed over it so I, it's some of it's vague but like they were scientists were looking back into the Big Bang and they were trying to get back to the point of where they you know where the, the origin was and th the information that they got what they were expecting was is that universes and matter that came out of that, the further you go back in time, they would expect to see less and less formations. But, in fact, 
that's not the case. It keeps going and going and it's not like they, they can't figure that out. And it's like, it's starting to shatter some of their perspectives. I think that one of the more interesting things to come out of this idea of aliens and stuff like that, I've seen more than one uh, scientist and, uh, you know, astrophysicist or whoever these guys are talk about how they don't believe that there are other beings outside of our, uh, our world based on some calculations that they've come up with. And it shocks me that they would say that. I just don't understand it because they understand the vastness of the space. Um, so that's one yeah. of the more intriguing things that I just, I feel like science in a lot of ways is dogmatic, just like religion is. Yes. People get stuck in their ways and, this is an opportunity in humanity that we can start embracing the things that we don't know and at least say we don't know that. But instead, what we get is, ah, oh, this is just not possible. I think that's interesting, you know. I wonder, I've not heard scientists saying, I've heard um, a lot of religious people say they don't believe, yeah, you know, no, in you'll, you'll I've never scientists say that. Neil deGrasse Tyson, and there's another guy named, I think his name is Brian Keating. Uh, he's another one. He's like a Harvard guy. Um, you yeah. Crack that? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Does, he does not believe. He, he, think, he, he thinks that it's impossible for. Yeah. By, by numbers, you know, as because. The specificity of everything that has to be right, you know. Right. Yeah. And so, but still, again, that's like, that's limiting what, um, what we understand as life. Uh, it's limiting what we understand of how the universe works because we know that, you know, f physics doesn't work in some places the way it works in other places yeah. in the universe. Things change and are different, and it's bigger, you know, than it, what it is. You know, some of them will limit themselves to say that it's it's almost impossible that we've been visited by another civilized. Uh, life form because it would take so long to get here that you know in all likelihood their civilization would have died out uh, by the time they you know have made the trip halfway yeah um, you know you'd have to have some kind of generation sh ship or some way of folding Fully. space to yeah, go yeah, through yeah, yeah. it you know right I mean, all this stuff but I mean and all of this stuff is it's you know it, the the things that were science fiction were, were were hammering into reality to make science fact. That's what I'm saying. Know? Why couldn't that be possible? Right. Because I think of it like you know how do you travel? Th what about alternate universes that you're able to travel through? Like like you're saying, bend, fold space and time. Find I don't know wormhole, whatever it is. Like the fact that that is an idea that we have. Why couldn't it be possible? It certainly could yeah. be. Yeah, it's just yeah. A finding a way to do it. Right. That's the thing. Right. And that's where we're, we're limited. limited. And, yeah. And that's why, you know, again, why these these you know, scientists are like, you know, we don't know how to do it. We don't have the ability to do it. So, it, you know, if we're limited to it, then others would probably be limited to it as well. Um, you know, and I'm not being an apologist for them. I'm just stating, you know, yeah, this sure. is kind of their stance on that. Uh, from their point of view, but you know, obviously, because I, 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 you know, I, I'm not in that mindset. I don't. 
you know, I don't doubt that there's other forms of life, if even if it's not, you know, uh, advanced forms of life, you yeah. know, even if it's not, you know, um, a planet full of, you know, uh, ETs or ALFs, right. you know, or something, you know, right. maybe it's, it is Ewoks, maybe it's just frogs somewhere, where right. there's an entire planet covered by frogs, whatever, right. something. So but, what, if, what if, like... What if we say, okay, okay, so obviously we, we have, if, if we're going to take what we're being presented as fact and saying that, okay, we do have possession of these things, these crafts, and some of them did come from something that we can't understand, like, does that mean that those, cre- the, obviously these, these things were able to figure out how to travel here? Right, it could mean which we talked about before, which I kind of it's, it's it's definitely an interesting thought that maybe these are like uh, humanoids from the future that like you know are able to you know whatever get through the timeline to where we're at or whatever, and that World War II the bomb um, sent off like uh, a, a a wave throughout the historical timeline that woke these things up and like was you know it was uh, an alarm bell to them saying that we've reached this point in our humanity where we could destroy the world oh like the monolith in 2001 space odyssey how them reaching the monolith was like uh um it like sent a signal that this was the next um part evolution of humanity or whatever right. or maybe yeah. give them the information to do it i don't know but yeah, yeah, then yeah. The, on the moon too and when they reach that that would be the next yeah. signal right yeah. but regardless these things are here and they got here somehow you know and it's like we fi- we have possession of these things apparently and we are able to like you know or either either we're operating them or we're operating some of them and then some of them are being operated by these these beings or something like that's very difficult i think even from my perspective and i don't have a dog in the fight cuz i i'm not a scientist but that's hard to explain yeah the, with time travel the as the way that we currently understand it we can travel into the future um, just by you know, getting to the speed speed of light, right, and then going somewhere, and then when we eventually come back to Earth, you know, time had passed, you know, faster on Earth than it had, you know, in our relative spaceship. You know, we can't travel back in the past. We don't know how to do that. But of course, if we did know how to do that, then we wouldn't need really the atomic bomb to be going off because we'd already know about it. Yeah, right. You know, so there's that. That's, I mean, then you get into the whole, you know, timelines and and all of that stuff. Of course, that gives you also multiverse theory and everything, where every decision that's made creates an alternative timeline that creates, that is its own indeed universe or something such as that, which is, you know, above my pay grade. Um, or understanding grade, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you know, I mean, again, I can follow along uh, when when it, there's when it's in the story. You know, I mean, I've been reading comic books long enough to understand multiple worlds, multiple timelines, 
parallel universes and such. But, you know, as far as in, within our own, it's still that, you know, we've, we're still trying, we have to, we're erasing that line of fiction between science and reality, science fiction and right. reality, yep. you know, or between science and fiction. You know, we're, we're making that, you know, where it is more of an actual thing with our advances and we're understanding what information that we are getting in and, you know, with our growth of understanding information, uh, it's, it's, it is that back to that, what we're being told and what is being acknowledged as real, quote unquote, air fingers, um, you know, from uh, the the authorities, the people who hold the information, who hold those powers, who want to hold on to things, because again, that's information is what keeps it in control, and that's what you know. Once you release that, everybody freaks out. You don't have control over people. You don't have control of a world freaking out about aliens. You know, you don't right. have that when yeah. all of a sudden. Everybody's like, well, what's it fucking matter if, you know, this or that? Because aliens, you know, right. or aliens are out there. Aliens may come down or at any time or whatever, you know, and and that's where I do kind of differ where I with Bobby. One thing that you said earlier about uniting the world, uh, I think that unfortunately, because of the way humanity is and you can look at the, historically, you can look at this, you can re- unite people and bring them all together and focus all of their energies uh, through fear and through hate. And, you know, and if we do that to against something outside of Earth, you know, as we saw in, you know, in the Watchmen and in the Watchmen comic in the movie and then uh, uh, the Architects of Fear, which is a Outer Limits episode I watched recently, is the, where that idea comes from. And even Ronald Reagan at, in one speech said, you know, if if the world comes together because of the fear of something that's outside, you know, that's what would unite us. We would work together. We would build things so that we could protect ourselves on the planet, protect the planet instead of, you know, just pissing all over everything and, and, and watching it all burn. Um, you know, so it's in a way it might be a good thing to scare everybody into pulling together and, you know, working together to make things better so that we can, you know, it, you know, I hopefully, you know, I mean, or any real enemy from space will wipe us out, but it's the idea that we could pull together as a united planet, uh, either embrace aliens and embrace ourselves into the neighborhood of the galactic neighborhood um, instead of being that one house that everybody walks by a little bit faster, right? You know, and then you know, the, being the galactic crack house, um, you know, <laughs> we could, if we could do something better as as a race, as a wow. planet, you know, yeah. get it, pull it together, <laughs> yeah, pull it together, not be the galactic crack house in the in the in the cosmos, our in the, our arm of the. Well, both both of those scenarios are frightening. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's so many things that we have no control over. And, yeah. like, you know, you're kind of damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because it's like, yeah. okay, we're if, – if we're – which I'm all for, at, you know, embracing what is reality and the fact that these things exist and, and these creatures may exist, these 
or whatever these these life forms may exist and they're obviously more advanced than we are which gives them the upper hand um as long as they are like uh all loving god you know uh sort of uh exuding the the spirit of god and all that that's great but I can also see where people would get wrapped up in the, you know, we must fear what we don't understand. Yeah. Um, both of those scenarios are scary. And they're both, I don't know, man. They're both, um, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe, 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 more, maybe we're, more, maybe we're more, more mature than I'm giving ourselves credit for. That would be nice. I definitely, I definitely think it would depend on the uh on the aliens like if they are um just immediately like wanting to kill us and they hate us and we're awful and we need to be eradicated i think we would for sure all come together and like rally and fight yeah 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 but if they're like nice um then we're gonna have different factions and like different opinions about how to because there's no threat so it's just gonna be right. i mean yeah. there could be but you know what i mean yeah um uh, and that's what that's what be scary for sure. It's an it's yeah. a yeah it's an interesting question for sure. Yeah, because I, I mean the other option for them if they don't come and destroy us, and uh, you know and and but they want to help us unite, they would really have to take over. You know, I mean, and, and, and I mean, they would have to take control may, so that everybody and, could fall in line. Everybody would be taken care of. And maybe they are. Given, maybe that's you know, where and, we're already at. You know what I'm saying? There's no telling. Yeah. Who knows? Who? Ooh, maybe that. Maybe we're not doing so great, and that's why they're like, mm, right? <laughs> you kind of lost control. Right. Nobody trusts you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again. Yeah. What was the Adam? What was the um, series with the lizard people that had the v. human skins? Yeah, dude. That's that's what, what was I'm, it? V. V. E. V. Yes. Yeah, and and it's about mid eighties. It was uh, yep. it was a silent. Well, it was it was um, the, all, one day all over the world, giant spaceships appear above all of the major cities of the world, and they're like, hey, you know, and they're these humanoid looking creatures in red suits and big uh, big grandma style sunglasses. You know, the big sunglasses on. And they're all like, "Oh, we have to wear these because your sun's too bright." But uh, they come. They're arrival, kind of. Yeah, but they uh, show- yeah, they all show up and they're like, "Hey, we're here. We're friends. You know, you can just call us the visitors. We're friends. You know, we're here to, uh, you know, help you with your problems and all of that stuff. Because obviously, we've solved all of our problems. We're flying through space in these city-sized spaceships." You know, and these are just the small ones or whatever. Right. But as it turns out, you know, they are they're not people. They're reptiles. They're lizard people that are wearing these kind of flesh suits so that they don't freak us all out. But they're trying to invade and uh, they're taking over and they're trying to slowly take over uh, everything. And it's kind of like it's kind of it was a metaphor of whenever the Nazis took over Germany right. originally. But that's kind of the thing the same thing, uh, is where, you know, you have the, where they're in they've infiltrated, um, they're becoming you know, they're ingratiating themselves to us, to the humanity, 
by providing cures for sicknesses and 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 making you know deserts you know fertile land to grow food and all these solving our problems yeah uh-huh. but, but but really what they're doing is they're ingratiating us because they want our water and they want to turn us into cattle right. and that was basically right. it right. is it just right. me or are lizard people significantly scarier than aliens for some reason yeah well i mean like the idea i don't know yeah. well, it's they're more familiar because we have lizards yeah, right for yeah, some reason right. they're scary yeah, for we sure don't no. well for me insect or spider people would be the giant spider humanoids would be the worst <laughs> thing oh, yeah, but uh but yeah lizards are well because we know that lizards are you know kind of by nature they're cold-blooded and um but i don't know we do project onto them uh, that kind of fact of you know well, they're a little bit scarier, you know, because they're like dinosaurs or whatever, right. dragons, yeah. and all these things we associate with them, um, you know. But yep. they're, but you know, I mean, just as many people are like, snakes are cool, man. Lizards are awesome, but we have that kind of intrinsic fear of them. Yeah, that's probably hard, hardwired into our the lizard well, part of our brains. So. Right. Sorry. Ali- but aliens, like when I think about aliens, I'm just more curious about them. Yeah, well, right. the, yeah, aliens could be, but that's the thing. It's aliens could be anything. Yeah, we can't even imagine. And aliens may be on here we, like, on Earth. Right, you know, it could be it could be that all the octopus on Earth uh, are, are aliens. You know, I mean, or, or something because they're they're so weird. Oh man, else, dude, you know? look, yeah, man, absolutely. Or that they that something you know they're partially non of Earth origin, but then again, you know who knows what truly is and what isn't. We won't know until we can get out there, right? Um, but you know it, that's the thing. We when we we're projecting, we're creating these things in our minds with our imaginations of the representation of what the aliens could be. And regardless of what they show up as, we're not, I don't think we're ever going to expect it. Uh, because, right. you know, we're, we, I mean, we're, we are limited by our imagination, but we're also unlimited by our imagination. So we don't know what, effect, what their home planet's going to be like, what kind of atmosphere, what kind of gravity, what kind of uh, amount of sunlight, heat, and all of that is, yeah. goes into it, what creates it. And, you know, we just we the first thing that we project is like we do with anything on Earth is we make it a humanoid version of whatever it is. Right. So it's walking bipedal. It's got two legs, two arms, upright, and you know, for the most part, that's what we're thinking. Oh, but it's got a bigger head because it's smart. Right. You know, right. That right, kind of right. Thing. Right. But you know, again, it, it could be. I have a friend uh, who's really religious, and her favorite theory about all of this is that um, aliens are angels, mm-hmm. and they're wow. the ones that are described in um, in the Bible. The ones where like they're real creepy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <Be> looking. <laughs> right. But so she's like, I don't think she would be scared of them. I think there might be a, a group of people, like religious people, who are heralding the the aliens and they're mm-hmm. like you know excited and stoked and trusting and they think that they're you know sent from god oh yeah right i mean i think right. that there's going to be a bunch of humans that'll be like awesome aliens are real they're cool 
I'm cool with that fact. That you know, only it proves where I've been saying all these years. You know, but rather they, than freaking or freaking out, which would be a different dynamic. Yeah. Like they worship them. Oh well, yeah, that's, that's yeah. You know, and I think that's partially inevitable as well, um, because of human nature. There's yeah, so there's so many things that once complete disclosure has happened, and you know that aliens are manifest on Earth, other biological entities are somehow manifest on Earth of yeah. non-earthly yeah. origin. It's gonna just it's gonna blow everybody's fucking mind. Is this what it's gonna do? Yeah, yeah. it's really it's, you know as much of an incredible thought exercise this is, you know, for you know just for all aspects of it. It's regardless when it actually happens, it's just gonna blow everybody's fucking mind. Yeah. What would you finally consider full disclosure? Because even if they showed us the actual crafts that we saw, the crazy things that they could do, we could still be like, well, we did that. That doesn't right. prove anything. Like, yeah. would you actually have to see them? I would. I would. I would. I would like to see a body, honestly, uh, which they claim they have. I, I would like to see a body. Um, Wait, I think they claim they have a body. Yeah, they. Yeah, they. They claim to have multiple bodies. Actually, one yeah. of the crash sites was uh, right south of me, about three and a half hours in Lawton, Oklahoma, at the uh, Army base down there, the Fort Seal, yeah. where they claim to have recovered two bodies from and um i think that would be the first thing i think the second thing i would like to see is the propulsion system uh because bob lazar talks about the uh this propulsion system that's like it, it uses um like a magnetic type energy and you you uh you, you the thing turns on and it's 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 like a it's like a it's like when you stick two magnets together but flip them so they 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 push against each other the closer that you try to get them he says that you try to get close to this thing and you cannot touch it it will repel you backward um i so i think there's some things there that it's like that's interesting and if they have that i think that's proof you know because here again this guy was you know basically told he was a nut job for 40 years whenever he worked for the government or whoever, whoever he worked for, uh, was put in charge of trying to reverse engineer that propulsion system. He was, apparently he had seen a couple of these crafts. He actually walked inside of one of the crafts and like has a really interesting, like, like when he's talking about it, it's like really, it's unfathomable. It's really weird. Uh, but I, th I don't know, man. That's where I'm at, personally. I don't know mm -hmm. where Adam is at with that. But, like, for me, that would be at least we're on our way to understanding, of, uh, I think. Or or I'd be more receptive to what I'm being told if I were able to see that. Yeah, I think um, there's just so many theories within this theory that... I think I would immediately start, I mean, even what we were talking about earlier, even with them um, admitting these, you know, saying that they have bodies and that they have crafts and stuff. Um, I just, it's just sus to me. So even if I saw right. something in the sky, like an alien hovering in the sky, I'd be looking for lasers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, part of what that report was that Dr. Greer came out and said 
hit, hit, I think I can't remember the the number that he put on it, but he was like, you know, basically seventy five percent of what you're seeing is our own government or our own human technology that we reverse engineered. But there's another twenty twenty five percent that we can't allocate for that is still these these beings or this other you know life form or whatever it is that has produced these things. So I think and 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 in a lot of the people that were taught they were up there telling their stories in his press conference and they were saying that these guys are a lot of military ex military people saying that you know. The abductions and things that people are claiming is actually our own government or our own people that are abducting people. And, you know, because we've got stories about greys. We've got all these stories about these different aliens, and all of them are saying that that's what they've seen. And, like, you know, one of the guys was like, yeah, I was I was brought onto the craft, and there was a human lady that was in the craft that was performing the thing that they were doing. So... There's, I don't. I don't think there's any doubt that we're using it already. I don't think there's any doubt that most of what we're seeing is that. But I don't know that we were able to create it on our own. No, we don't have the. If we had the technology to create the things that we're seeing, um, we would have seen some of it already in warfare. Because that's oh, the yeah. first thing that we would do. Absolutely. It's the first thing that we would do yep. um, is use it for that kind of stuff. Um, stealth bomber, you know. Right. Stealth bomber and even drones and, and all these advances. Yep. All these things that a lot of the uh, big technological advances that we've had go through right. the military first and then are put out into commercial access. And they're, and they're usually... The military is usually five to ten years ahead of us. Yeah, you know, as far as what's available for the market. Um, so, you know, I don't know how much of it is man. I mean, if it's man-made, it's you know, it's it is because of reverse engineering. Um, I'm not just just you know, I'm not dismissing humanity's in- abilities to engineer things by any means right. you know i mean i'm i i'm you know a lot of people think that aliens made the pyramids i don't i think people did that but you know you know maybe they could have been inspired by aliens or maybe helped by aliens but i think that's human i i think that takes away from humankind saying that we can't create yeah yeah, yeah. we could create right. art like giant sure. sized art because we can we can think of stuff like that we can do that um, but but as far as like you know the tic tac and these things that are acting very very weird that don't act within the physics that we can use you know those things I, it's some advanced science that I don't believe that anybody here on earth has otherwise they'd be flopping their big science dick out to the world saying look what we can do right you know <laughs> yeah no for sure yeah that's what it would sure. be like sorry mom if you're listening but you know <laughs> that's yeah. what it would be like that's true because one of the drives of science is to you know intimidate 
uh, you know, it's create bigger and bigger weapons to in- in better ways of killing uh, our opponents. Right. Yeah. Killing other humans. Yep. You know, the, making these tools that are designed specifically for that purpose. And, yep. you know, unfortunately, we haven't had any major, major, major conflicts in the past, right. you know, 50 years or whatever. I mean, yeah, we've had skirmishes. We've had things, and, you know, we've had small wars, but we haven't had anything major, major like World War Two. Right. Um, you know, and part of that is because we have the weapons that we do, the big, big weapons that we do have. Um, so, you know, I mean, right. that's why I think a lot of you, the technology, if we, if it is man's, um, that we would see a little bit more of it because we would want to show off yeah. what we do have. Yep. So, I agree uh, with that. You're listening to the, what's your weird story podcast. If the abductions were people doing it like our guys doing it what purpose would that be for intimidation maybe um maybe to start putting the stories out there that you know hey i was abducted i i don't know um Mm -hmm. i'm not you know there's so many holes in this stuff it's like i don't know i don't know why it why well, it's taken so long to get here, but yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think okay. So I, I would my answer to that would be it's a giant psyop, you know, because you have people who maybe there are people who have legitimately been abducted by aliens, right? Um, but you do have uh, you know maybe now that we have these maybe they, we do have a silent floating type vehicle that you know so we want to do what are we going to do with it well let's test it out let's see what happens if we abduct people and make them think that it's aliens yeah again to what end i don't know and that's one of my big problems with it is why would you do that right you know you're not getting information from these people you're not getting any kind of i mean you know maybe they're Maybe they're tagging them. Maybe they're getting samples of their blood. I don't know. Doesn't seem like it would be entirely useful. But you know, I, I don't. I don't know why we would fake that other than to be use it as a psychological uh, weapon. But why would we do that necessarily on our own people? Right. Again, I don't think in those dark terms to what why why that would be advantageous. Right. Uh, to create somebody who is going to be ostracized and, you know, because they said they've been abducted by aliens. Because, I mean... Pregnant, that would be different. That'd be more obvious, I guess. Well, yeah, if they got pregnant, but, but, you know... Putting stuff in our gene pool and uh, pushing evolution that way. Yeah, but, you know, a doctor could do that even more easily than abducting someone. And people would be willing, for sure. And they would be... They wouldn't put up such a fight. You know, I yeah. mean, when you abduct somebody, they're going to be freaking out and putting up a fight. And, you know, that's not going to be easy to, uh, to you know, sticking a needle in somebody or a probe in their in whatever orifice if they're fighting against you. You know, that's that's going to be much more difficult than it. And 
you know, in a doctor's office, um, this would be a little cold or whatever, you know, they say. Um, and you hear the snap of a rubber glove. Um, you know, that's less intimidating than, you know, people dressed up as aliens or greys or, or even in, you know, some bizarre setting. You right. know, I don't know. Yeah. That's now so, pretty intimidating. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Did you guys ever hear about um, the all those stories about the birds falling out of the sky all at once? I don't think so. I think it was blackbirds. Let me see. You guys go ahead. I'm going to look this up and see when it was. Yeah. It there was have been so occurrences where, um, <clears throat> pardon me. There have been occurrences where the, a great number of birds would all like die or like some of them were like explode or maybe. Uh, yeah, there was, I think those birds, but it also may have been some frogs. There's been some weird things in nature where something happens and there's a great number of whatever specific type of creature yeah. in mass dies, but it's usually just some weird quirky thing yeah or you know or something that humans have done and mm -hmm. and as a byproduct it's you know mm -hmm. well there's a video i can show you of this one um but it was in it was in february this year mm -hmm. um hundreds of blackbirds were seen falling from the sky in mexico and hitting the pavement hmm. many on impact it happened in chihuahua mexico or no chihuahua texas or no Ooh. chihuahua mexico yes 230 miles south of Texas. Okay. Um, and then a bunch of people were freaking out. Like, is it pollution or 5G or what is it? Um, hold on. Let me. It's pretty weird. Let me find the video. Uh, there's some kind of similar incident that I remember hearing about that took place in Germany. Um I want to say it was in the 90s, maybe. It might be not even that long ago. But it was, you know, it was basically just some weird uh, byproduct of, uh, you know, something that man, humans were doing that created, I don't know, there's something, maybe it was the exploding frogs. Sorry, I wasn't, didn't have that. I'm the, trying to access that information in my brain no, is okay. I just I think it's gone I deleted it on accident <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I exited out of it so I'd have to look at it again it's fine you get the idea though hundreds yeah, of yeah. birds falling out of the sky <laughs> that's that's wild I don't know man there's a lot of weird shit you know what is the government entity that does all that weather stuff man um DARPA oh DARPA. yeah and I, I, I just learned about that this year. Oh, dude, I'm so. Yeah. I don't know, man. Who knows what? Are they what, to like block out the sun or there's something? All, there's all sense. kinds of weird shit, dude, where like people claim that they try to like start weather patterns and like, yeah. like do different, like try to manipulate storms and like God knows yeah. what. And then, and then yeah. that leads on to these crazy conspiracy theories of like, yeah. uh, of the, um, Dropping, Late you know, fires. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do they call that? Whenever they're uh, 
they drop the the aluminum out of the sky and shit and like oh chemtrails chemtrails and shit like that yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it leads into some weird shit but they are they do do some weird shit man i mean yeah, they, they, you know what i mean science. they're doing some weird science yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to study weather and understand weather more but there's a lot of people that think because it is a government well, you know uh, they're not completely open to it. there's nefarious stuff and they're trying to weaponize weather that, yeah. that goes back doing it though not weaponizing it but they did say that they were going to try to um i think it was something that bill gates was talking about where he he had this idea and he was working with darpa on it where they were going to um put something in the sky in our atmosphere to like help block the sun and like less of the sun rays okay. or something yeah but i mean well i don't think they're doing it because they want us to die but it is like the, it is it, something that they're they're trying to do the thing with that though it would be it, you have to figure out i mean what's the reason with that that's all you know a lot of th- people right. are like you Bill Gates gets tacked on to so many things, you right, know, right. because he's smart and he's got all the money in the world. And, you know, that makes people suspicious of him, um, you know, and he's trying to do good things. But that makes people suspicious of him because what would a, the richest man or one of the richest men know, in the world man. Want to do? I'm suspect of that, dude, man, all that stuff. You know, his, there can't be true altruism. Like his real patents? No, no, I don't. I'm not going to be following into that stuff because, again, you know, there's no telling what is his his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein causes me pause for alarm. I, I that I don't. Uh, well, I uh, yeah. I'm not into that, man. Well, I, I uh, until we get the Epstein books and you know find out all that information. You know, everybody in power has got weird connections to Epstein because yeah. Epstein made himself uh, to in put himself in the positions to be able to be butting up against those the people in power and the people who are doing that stuff and yeah, well, ingratiating yeah. himself. Now, whether they, you know, went okay. to his sex island or whatever, I don't know. But still, you know. I'm sending you his patent from the official government website. Um, not kidding you. The patent is um, it's patent six 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 zero six zero six zero six. That's the number of the patent. I first of all, right there, I call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the application date was um, uh, March twenty sixth, twenty twenty. I can give you the international application number, all of that. It's called okay. the cryptocurrency system using body activate uh, activity data. Um, it's not like a secret. At liter- like everyone knows about it. They're not trying to. He's not trying to keep it a secret. It's a real thing. But um, it's, it's it's patent. It's it's patent number six 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 zero six zero six zero six. Okay. So it's there's there more there are millions and millions of millions of patents that number cannot be right so that's that's why I'm saying you know that's what I'm saying here's that's what I'm saying I'm sorry look anybody can do anything with Photoshop I mean come on no 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 no. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to website you can go to and look at all of the patents for every year and break it down 
I'll find, I'll send it to you. Cause I didn't believe it until I looked for it myself. I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And then I found it and I was like, all right, I don't like this guy anymore. Like he's actually nefarious. So what is it? Then what is it? His thing that he's that this okay. patent thing is. Well, there's a lot of science talk, so it's hard for me to like fully understand it. But human body activity associated with a task provided to a user may be used in a mining process of a cryptocurrency system. A server may provide a task to a device of a user, which is communicatively coupled to the server. A sensor communicatively coupled to or comprised in the device of the user may sense body activity of the user. Body activity data may be generated based on the sensed body activity of the user. The cryptocurrency system communicate blah, 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 blah. Basically, they can use this device in someone and it'll verify the body activity and the body response. So they could use this for like advertising. You, They see your physical response to a specific ad. They pay you through cryptocurrency to watch that ad and then they gather that data. You could be walking through a grocery store and it'll tell you, hey, walk down this aisle because they want you to look at specific foods right. and then you get paid for doing that. It's like a task yeah. you get paid for doing. So it's like a chip you can insert in your body yeah. that will yeah. monitor your reactions to stimuli. Kind of neurolinky in a way. Yeah, Elon kind of. thing. Yeah, yeah. that does so not surprise me at all. This is a, this is a step towards transhumanism, and I'm totally against this, dude. Totally against yeah. this, man. Yeah. No, on, I mean, look, I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of that idea. But again, it's if it's if it's if it's it's something that is made to gather information. You don't have to have it a chip to do it. You got your your fucking cell phone with you at all times it, that's why i don't like it that's why it's weird anybody who wants to complain about the government knowing you and tracking you or anything like that you know uh just look at you know what your the algorithms created by your cell phone and those things that you look up on the internet and all of that stuff they already know everything it's but already there they turn off get rid of buy one of those old phones that i got that has like a uh all it has is like music and and texting on it. Yeah. Nokia, um, yeah, or so, yeah. And also remove yourself from that. Yeah, but no there's kidding. no way to remove yourself from this. Yeah. And then if it becomes a requirement, because that's our our uh, monetary system now. Um, I mean, it's there are a lot of things are requirements now you wouldn't have have thought of before. Like a job, try getting a job without a cell phone. It's really hard. Yeah. You right. you're not not telling you you have to own a cell phone. But in order to participate in society, you kind of have to have a cell phone. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you have to be. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's because you have to be able to communicate, you know, and be called in and or call in and say, hey, you know, yeah, so this, think about that, the money. other. You have to if the if the job, the only way they pay is by crypto. And then, that's well, the only well, yeah, payment. but. If the then only way that somebody's going to be paying you by crypto, if you're first, if the only way you're going to be paid by crypto is it's that's not going to be the person who is scooping ice cream on the cones down at the Dairy Queen. That's yeah, somebody that's who's going to be paid in crypto is somebody who's going to be working in tech, high end tech kind of stuff, or I mean, somebody now, who chooses to now currently be paid in crypto. But you know. 
crypto is not a real thing, and most people, it, it's 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 internet stuff, and most people are would you know most people would rather take a Amazon gift card that was comes in the mail than they would to be crypto because then they can at least think that they can use it. So I mean that's a far away that we're all going to be changed into crypto because I mean technically I don't think it's that far. Technically, the really, has a crypto coin. I, well, no, I don't have any crypto, but I do have, uh, you know, a bank and I use U.S. dollars, but I don't have that dollars. I have digits in the bank account. So, you know, so there again, so know. there again, I've just proven myself wrong, um, <laughs> smart ass. I've just proven myself wrong. But still, you know, if you try but being paid in crypto over. You know, I mean, just because the, the term crypto is in it is what is, you know, that's the whole thing is where I don't think that's crypto is bringing us more towards a one world, one world government, one world system. Exactly. So that's why, again, crypto and, you know, all those <laughs> dogs, I'm, I'm, whatever I'm, those <laughs> things are, man. <laughs> So Adam's not going to be getting a crypto, and I respect that. I'm not. I'm too traditional, dude. I I I am an. I don't want it. I'm too analog. Put it off as long as I can, just as many (laughs) things, and just because, you know, because it's not. Right now, I think the big attraction to it is that it's kind of Wild West days for crypto. You know, it is the government can't track it, so you can't be taxed. They can't, you know, tax your how much crypto you have because, you know, and that's one I think thing. But we we can all know you can look on the news just barely being aware of what crypto is, and watch how they it fluctuates and it changes from what's the favorite brand from you know week to week or month to month. So until it's, there's something that's you know a solid crypto currency that is the is you know like the gold standard no pun intended or pun intended really uh if you until you have a gold standard crypto then you're, it's going to be a lot more difficult for that to be taken more seriously where i think where people all over are going to do it but then again i'm a bit of a luddite so well you're, yeah you're gonna have to get the fdic or somebody involved to to, mm-hmm. to regulate it because that homeboy that stole all that money dude he just proved all the holes in that game, yeah. and um, I'm not a fan of it. I never did get into crypto. Um, I know some people did, but I never – I don't know. It just scares me, dude. I don't like – I have a hard enough time putting my money into a bank and then and then having it – you know what I mean? Like my only rea- – I, I have a phone that I can log into that tells me that that money's in there. But, like, at any point in time, if anybody is able to – somebody was telling me that, like, in order to break into a bank, the back end of it, of a a website, is, like, fairly easy to do if you know what you're doing. And that scares the shit out of me, man, let let alone a world I know nothing about, you know. So, I don't know. I'm too traditional. I'm too analog. Like, I'm too, like, grounded in the human experience, like – the closer we get to this stuff, man, it scares the shit out of me, man. I'm, I'm yep. not a fan of it, but I'm also an old guy. So what are you going to do? Well, you know, it's very interesting that we've ended up here in this um, talk about, um, you know, a post-human world and post-humanism and such. Because Bobby has is making new music 
under a new ID that has this kind of she's kind of like David Bowie, really, in a sense where she has these 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 uh, identities uh, that she puts on uh, as as she's making her music, her new music, and and as it in, in inspires the uh, the kind of music that she makes. So um, she's got this new. Um, she you know right now she's still human. She has to go grab the charger for her uh, computer. Right. Um, she can't, she can't just plug it into her ear and charge her phone. Right. Yeah. You know, or into your belly button. I think that would be a really good place. <laughs> that have a port uh, for anything because, you know, you've got uh, everybody's got one. Um, and, uh, you know, if we could put, put your information port into your belly button, uh, that would be a good place. But anyway, as I was saying, um, Bobby's got this new host human dance music kind of thing. I don't know. It's really good. She's got some, she's got a new character and I wanted her to talk about it because, um, it's you know an evolution uh, of her artistry and and her creation, uh, and it's 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 really good. She's she shared some of the new music with me, and I really enjoyed it. So, um, tell us tell us about this new phase. Um, well, it started with a song I wrote, a song called "Technocratic Villains." Um, and I really liked it and I was getting ready to release it. And then I was like, you know what? My entire ice keen persona is tied up in like, um, AI and, uh, robots and, and, you know, all of that, um, very non-human, um, aspect of, of reality. Um, and I felt like it wouldn't work for eyes um, and I'd already kind of like been exploring different kinds of um, music. And I, I just also at the same time was really falling out of love with social media. And I had like been an internet persona for so long. Um, and I was just tired of it. But it's kind of hard to um, be an electronic musician and, and be right. like, you know. <laughs> so, and not plugged in, literally, yeah. you know. Um, so then I was like, you know, what, I'll just take it on. Um, I will start over. Um, not many people will know who I am. I'll, you know, I'm back. I think I have like 130 followers on Instagram. I got rid of like 6,000. Um, and it feels really, really good. Um, I feel kind of free. Um, and I'm just, I'm not worrying about things like marketing or, um, even things that probably should matter, like consistency. <laughs> I'm just writing what I want to write about things I want to write about genreless. Um, but I'm also putting out a message, I guess, that, um, you can't trust the technocratic global elite. And that's my whole thing is, yeah, we live in the future. We have, um, technology where, uh, I'm embracing it, obviously, because I make a lot of music on my computer. Um, but I also don't want to lose humanity, and I don't want um, this whole like uh, what you were saying, Barry. The um, the next evolution of humans being yeah. uh, like cyberpunk. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think it's a great idea. I think we're gonna lose all of our humanity. We've already lost so much of it through social media. Um, 
and I'm really scared of what that's going to do to the human spirit and yeah. to the human soul. So I'm just trying to find a way to bring all of that together. And I had to start over in order to do it. That's There's cool. No way. <laughs> There's well, no, nothing wrong with that. Yourself, as far, especially artistically, is that's how you recharge your batteries. That's how you re- you reset and exp- express yourself yep. in new ways. Mm-hmm. And you address the things that are your concern. And at that point, you know, I mean, you can look at, you know, Picasso, who went through, you know, his blue period and his, you know, abstract periods and all these periods that he did. And, you know, and David Bowie is one of the prime examples that oh, yeah. I always point to people how yeah. many faces, how many characters he put mm-hmm. on throughout his career. Every yeah. iteration. Right. I mean, he, whenever he's, even when he started as just David Bowie, that was a character because he wasn't David Bowie, he was David Jones, you yeah. know. So, <clears throat> yeah, you know, changing that aspect and that character and your point of view, you're putting you're putting yourself to where now you're you know you're being more true to yourself with your creative drive, and you're trying you're not trying to make so much a product, but you're trying to produce something that is pure to you and more of an artistic expression. Yeah, um, I just want to have a good time and exactly. Yeah. with people and I'd rather connect with you know my 130 followers that came over specifically because they didn't want to miss my new music yeah and you know 5,000 semi-strangers <laughs> and yeah, sure be worried about like how they were going to react and respond and sure. I kind of feel like I'm I'm falling into uh like I personally obviously this is like also boosting my self-confidence a little bit when I say this because she's super talented, but I've been referring to my new character as the anti-Grimes because I'm like against everything that she's speaking out about, but I adore her music um, and her creativity. She's very, very, um, very dedicated to creativity and I respect that, but everything else I'm like... I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to be on that side. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, and at the same time, you know, you can you can wear a persona so long or too long to where you start to lose yourself to what that is. Right, you become, and, you yeah. Know, and again, so that's why it's a good thing to, you know, change and not set yourself and, you know, typecast yourself. Yeah. You know, not be create a, a, a character that you can't leave. Um so I mean yeah. that's I think that's a that's an important thing too, um, but that's again that's also you know like it's being kind of true to yourself you know which yeah. doesn't mean that Grimes isn't making music or anything that's not true to herself, but you know at the same time you know well, Grimes is an artist. Values. What's that? She's she's like living her values and promoting right. her values. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just don't want to. It's it's hard to uh, be a part of something and also hate it. Yeah. Um, you know, they they say that like in order to be a musician, you have to be on social media all the time. You have to be marketing yourself. You have to. And I just don't want to have to do any of that. And yeah, then I yeah. just stopped caring. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like I just well, want to yeah, make music you, and have fun. <laughs> yeah, I hear yeah. You. If you, well, if you, I mean, if you want to make this, if you want to have a modicum of success. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And, 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 and that's, you know, not just music, but any kind of art. You know, artists have to, um, get, you know, you've got to be on social media and you've got to be going to, you know, 
art openings and galleries and schmoozing and talking to people and then, you know, trying to get your work exposed and, you know, buddying up to the gallery system and, to, you know, and, and it's just like, you know, getting your work out, you know, you can't, you know, if you want to make a living as an artist, you know, making the art is only the smallest fraction of what it is that takes to do to be a living to make a living at that. Yeah. Right. And there's yeah. other stuff like I've I've been making soundtracks and stuff, and that's I make money doing that. Um, Which is and, really cool. Yeah. yeah, I enjoy that a lot. And then also just um, like I'm working on my first um, sync album to send off for sync licensing and and have that be a separate thing. Um, and that's fine. That can be its thing. And then I can have, my, you know, if that makes money, awesome. That's yeah. where I'm going to focus on, you know, making money is there. Yeah. Um, but here I just want to be ridiculous and yeah. it's a good time. That's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. One of my art uh, professors who I had a great deal of respect for, um, he was a printmaker. And uh, he said that, you know, you've got to make... Uh, if you want to make, you've got to make prints of the pretty flowers, and you break them out one time a year around Easter, and you sell them all, and then the rest of the year you can make the what you want to make that's you know important to you, you know. But that's not going to move as fast as those things that are, you know. Oh, yeah. Commercially exactly. viable, I guess, would be yeah. the thing. So you know, <laughs> if you want it, that's what you want to do then that's what you have to do, you know, but that's going to afford you mm -hmm. to be able to do the things that you want to do. So I want to do these like uh, David Lynch-esque. Um, what is that movie? What's the David Lynch movie where there's like two rabbits and they're talking to each other, but it doesn't make any sense? Do you know what I'm talking about? It could be any David Lynch movie, really. <laughs> that's actually um, true. But, um, <laughs> Is it? No, it's not. It's not Eraserhead, but it's mm -hmm. one of his earlier kind of things. Uh, yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's one of his uh, less cohesive ones. I actually right. made no sense. No, yeah. I still don't know what the movie is about, and I can actually follow his movies pretty well, but not that one. <laughs> no clue what happened. My favorite David Lynch movie, and it's completely off subject all around, really, is, um, and I highly recommend it to anybody, is called uh, The Straight Story. Um, and it is the most kind of linear um, story that he's ever told, but it still has those Lynchism, Lynchisms, I guess. And it's, uh, it's, it's a based on a true story about this old man whose brother, he finds out his brother's dying and he can't drive a car anymore. So he jumps onto his riding lawnmower and he crosses like, I don't know, like two or three states to go see his brother before his brother dies. And um, it's an amazing film. And uh, it's a G-rated, and I believe Disney even put it out. No. Uh, but it's called The Straight Story. Okay. And I, I, uh, I yeah. love he does tragedy really well, like Elephant Man yeah. made me cry yeah. pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, again, this is, it's, this, the, the straight story is such a, it's a straight story. It's a straight narrative f compared to, like, a lot of the, you know, really, like, uh, mind-boggling kind of stuff that Lynch is known for. Um, but there's still his touches of stuff in it, but it is a, you know, 
here's the beginning. Here's the, you know, it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's straight through, you know, where you can follow it. It's a G-rated movie, mm-hmm. so it's not, you know, it's not too weird or, you know, certainly not, you know, I mean, no sexual tones to it at all. And it's based on a true thing, and it's a really absolutely lovely, heartwarming story. Can I watch uh, it with my kids? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. that would be fun. Absolutely. Okay. I took this movie home uh, whenever I was I worked at a video store and I was lived with a bunch of like art students and skaters um, who had never seen it. And there was a room full of there was probably 15 people on the seats and the couches in there, um, you know, just fixated on this movie silent for two hours you know, and I'm talking. This is a bunch of like skaters, and you know, just dudes, you know, hanging out. But you everybody's like religious boom. experience. Yeah, everybody was just sacrament fixated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you know, I mean, and there might have been a, like a green, smoky haze uh, filling the air as well. <laughs> Um, that you know helped con- control everybody. But you know, I mean, there was no like you know there was there was no like random stone jabbering it was like everybody was just fixated on the movie so um yeah anyway so (laughs) well we yeah covered a lot yeah it's great it's awesome (laughs) yeah this always happens i like i like how we do that though yeah Yeah, it's it's good uh Good. Yeah. It's and, always and, so good talking to you guys because it's just comfortable. It's natural. We fall into rabbit holes, can say the most psychotic thing, and no one's going to judge you or be mad at you. I appreciate that very much about you guys. Um, that's not everywhere it. in my world. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, hey, ours too. I would. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird, dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what if any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt get a hold of us Maybe it'll happen. Well, Bobby, it's always great to hear from you. And uh, let's not let as much time pass before we speak again, please. Indeed. Always fun talking to Bobby. Uh, She's always bringing you the the weirdness up to uh, 11 and... um, Go and check out her new music character. I know she said she didn't. She wasn't advertising it, but uh, I'm going to tell you all about it. Um, you can go and you can find it. Um, it's Egan Music. Uh, well, Egan underscore music. So it's E A G A N underscore music, and she's going to be dropping um, 
her first sing- single soon. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're very excited about that because it's really cool stuff, really good music, and, and we we love supporting our friends. Absolutely. Um, and their music and their all of their creative endeavors. For sure. And uh, we appreciate you listening to all of this uh behind-the-scenes babble here from the Weirdsville um, Moose Lodge uh, where we've had our fifth anniversary party. It's time to wind it down. You know, we celebrated for three weeks in a row. It's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, yeah, it's a lot of confetti, a lot yeah. of sweeping that's going to commence. Ugh, yeah, I can see some beer cans that need to be thrown away, wine yeah. bottles, Empty, yep. empty bourbon bottles. It's time to yep. call it. Yep, yep. You know, uh, even gotta yeah, break out the. Uh, somebody's got to turn off the that bubble machine as well. So, all right, Weirdsville. Thank you for indulging us in our uh, in our stories and our celebrations. Catching up with our special correspondents. Uh, we appreciate it. We are back next week. Uh, to our regular affair with the creepy, the weird, the supernatural, by the and the the incredible stories lived by the by, told by the people who live those incredible stories. Um, I promise I haven't been drinking, but um, you know, officer. Um, but no, uh, <laughs> we appreciate you, weird so and uh, remember, we're always on the lookout for your stories, for any good story, whether it's supernatural or not. You, you know, maybe you've got some. You did something unusual in life, something out out, out of the ordinary. We like to hear it. Uh, we just like talking to you all and connecting and building the community. And you know, who knows if you make it enough uh, re- return uh, visits to the show, you, we might. Uh, make you a special correspondent as well. Uh, we're always looking to grow that that special the special network. Um, we won't tell you about the initiation rights, but it's well, some of us will have fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks again, Weirdsville. Uh, we love you. You guys are the best. Thank you for five years of, of support. And, uh, you know, as we look to years and years and years more of carrying on and doing the same uh, shenanigans and the same uh, celebration of the weirdness that is this life on this planet, uh, the one that we experience. Earth. That's it, right? Yes. So, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's what as we call it today. Who knows what the future holds? Okay, so uh, they're starting to turn off the lights on and off again. So it is definitely time to leave. All right, we love you, Weird Spell. See you next time. Be safe. Be weird. And look out for checkpoints. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird.
The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.